Hi, my name is Pete Scazzaro. I want to welcome you today to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. Our title today is Why Our Church Crisis Demands a New Kind of Training. Why Our Church Crisis Demands a New Kind of Training. Now, the church crisis in particular that I'm referring to is that of shallow discipleship, which inevitably leads to uh, a shallow or superficial leadership formation as well. Now, this has become particularly apparent and clear to many of us today due to the pressure uh, and the tidal wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, which has altered churches around the world uh, significantly. The painful polarization that's divided uh, the church uh, around politics, race, gender, sexuality, marriage, and then, of course, the uh, continual fall of prominent uh, and not-so-prominent Christian leaders. That's been happening around us. And I do believe in the next 5, 10, 20 years, we can expect the pressure on uh, the church to continue uh, to to uh, reveal cracks uh, in our armor and thus only increase the need for what I'm talking about today, <clears throat> this extremely important topic of uh, why our church crisis needs a new kind of training. Now, what's interesting is, interesting is this is not just here in North America. I was talking to a, a fellow leader, friend of mine uh, in Africa just a couple of days ago, uh, and he was remarking how even with 647 million Christians in the sub-Saharan uh, African continent, their greatest challenge is to shed uh, or get free from the Western values of church that uh, have kept the African church uh, shallow. Things like the wrong definition of success and greatness and popularity, the um, desire for comfort and health and wealth and prosperity uh, in the church, uh, all of which you refer to as you know a product of colonization and Westernization. And it's very interesting. It's a global problem, not just one here in North America. So, so much of what we're doing in our communities around discipleship and formation is just not working anymore to deeply change people. And we've got way too many people who are comfortable, overly comfortable in their spirituality and or with a faith that's in their heads intellectually, but not necessarily integrated into their everyday life. So it takes courage, takes fresh learning to go into new trails or new avenues God has for us. But we can be encouraged because Scripture lays out that getting trained is core to the Christian life, especially to those of us in leadership. In fact, it's a, a continuing call in Scripture to be uh, continually trained. First uh, Timothy 4, 7, for example, Paul writes to Timothy and says, train yourself to be godly. Uh, and it's a command. It's, uh, it's required of every leader. Uh, Paul's using the image of an athletic metaphor. And he calls Timothy to be an example to all those who are following him and the example by getting trained. And he says, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress and watch yourself and your doctrine closely. And so we are to be growing ourselves by constantly getting retrained, persevering in this so that people who, who are following us or looking to us for leadership are seeing that we're growing, we're curious, we're being transformed. And then by the time Paul writes 2 Timothy, uh, he says to Timothy, uh, in the context of, you know, be making disciples, 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, to find faithful, available, teachable people who will then be in 
turn disciple other people, he says now, he gives him three metaphors. Be like a dedicated soldier who doesn't get entangled in civilian affairs. He goes, be like a, an athlete for the Greek Olympic Games who is self-disciplined in training, laying aside all these external hindrances and being very focused. And then he refers to a met, the metaphor for us of training of a hardworking farmer, that regardless of how bad the weather is, whether we want to get up or not, uh, you get up and you be a hardworking farmer. And he promises the fruit is going to be that a harvest will come. We will reap what we sow. And so he calls Timothy to, to again, be training, uh, stay focused. And then he even refers to himself in 1 Corinthians 9, uh, verse 24 and following, he refers to himself as running the Olympic Games. He says, run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the Games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. And again, uh, Paul uh, is calling, referring to himself and then inviting the Corinthian church to say, you want to keep your eye on the prize of purposefulness, a clear vision of a larger, longer-term purpose, and you're constantly growing and learning and getting trained. Phenomenal image. So at EH Discipleship, I realized that not Jerry and I, our own journey, we recognized gaps in our training. We had been poster children, we like to say, of uh, Christianity in our day. And uh, we came to Christ in the university and we got the best of the training of the parachurch ministries. And at the time, uh, I went to some of the best seminaries in the United States. Uh, we attended all the leadership conferences and all the training that was available that we knew at the time. We read every Christian book we could on leadership and discipleship and leadership formation, but we were very much stuck. We hit a wall in our own discipleship uh, and with those with whom we were working. And it launched us on this journey we call today emotionally healthy discipleship. And so we have spent the last 26 and a half years uh, writing books, developing uh, content, doing research and development uh, on uh, how to not just get trained ourselves, but how to train others to a to, to unleash a deeply transformative discipleship into our churches and ministries. Now, the core of everything we've done has been fleshed out in what we call the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship Course, Part 1, that's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and Part 2, Emotionally Healthy Relationships. It's one course in two parts, uh, two eight-week courses. It's a very big answer to a very big problem. It contains the best of what we've produced over these last 26, 27 years. Now, this Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course is not a plug-and-play, you buy it and you do it curriculum. It's not something you pull off the shelf or just buy on Amazon. It's a life to be lived. It's a culture. It's a disciple-making culture that we embody and then we bring to those around us. It's very slow. And training is needed to actually bring this to other people. Now, it took us a number of years to release the level one training uh, that was put on our website probably three years ago or so. It's called Mastering the Launch of the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship Course, Part 1 and 2. And uh, it's an introduction. Now, we spent the last three to five years... uh, investing in level two training uh, with also a clear uh, video format along with a workbook. Uh, It's called Level Two, Unleashing a Disciple-Making Culture in Your Church. Unleashing a Disciple-Making Culture in Your Church, which is the goal to transform church culture through the multiplication of deeply changed disciples and leaders. 
And it's all, it's free for you. And I'll explain what's in it in just a few moments. And just go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash training. That's emotionallyhealthy.org slash training. So today I'm inviting you into that. It goes live actually uh, the day this podcast is released. Now this is not gonna be the last training uh, that you'll be getting in your life because your whole life is one of getting trained uh, to be godly and trained to be a better leader. Um, But without this, uh, we won't have the, cha- the, the the tools we need, at least for this next phase of where we are today, of deeply changing church culture uh, and making uh, deeply changed disciples and leaders, at least um, for now. But let me explain what's in this training, uh, that when you go to that emotionallyhealthy.org slash training, what you'll find. Now, level one uh, is getting you started. It's called Mastering the Launch, the launch of the EHD course. You know, how do I even begin this thing? Uh, we, so we always encourage people to always call it a pilot. And you'll find in that level one uh, training some session planners, a session planner of how do you actually lay out this two-hour block of time. It goes into the five musts, for example, to lead a successful course launch. Things like uh, how do you have a safe table, create safety at the table as people begin to share vulnerably about their inner life. Uh, where How do you in, initiate people into silence and stillness before the Lord and and lead them into a daily office. And then what are some five pitfalls to avoid? Uh, things like not training intentionally uh, table leaders or breakout room leaders if you're doing it through Zoom. Uh, and then you'll begin to get some tools on how to how do you do that, train table leaders, um, and move them to at least be facilitators initially, but one step ahead of folks and getting them on a journey where they become actually disciple makers. Uh, and then you'll learn how do you actually lead people into silence and stillness, not just for yourself, but how do you lead other people? And you'll get the introductory skills you need as a point leader, whether the group has 10 people in it or 25 or even 75 people as you launch a pilot. It's getting you started. So so again, the Emotional Discipleship course, uh, part one and two, it's not a small group curriculum, nor is it a teaching class. It's, it's, it's this unique combination of a point leader, but then you got people broke, they're broken up into tables or breakout rooms of six to eight people each. And there and, and so it's, it's a dynamic going back and forth and people are doing homework between the sessions. So there's quite a bit to to kind of keep it all together. But level two, so the first level one is giving you all the mechanics you need to get yourself started and launched well. Level two, unleashing, uh, level two training, it was called Unleashing a Disciple Making Culture in Your Church. This is the great breakthrough of the new content that we've spent many years working on. Uh, actually, it has taken us this long to get as clear and precise as we have. Uh, actually, it's, I mean, in some ways, it's the culmination of 26 years of work, and it's quite a breakthrough. It's new content, um, and I don't know of anywhere else it is in the world, actually. Uh, and the place it actually belongs is in a uh, training vault, because uh, you need a video component and you need um, you know, a workbook that goes along with it. Uh, and you need to have at least gotten yourself familiar with level one. You have to have done level one first to actually really appreciate it. But some of you are going to want to just jump to it uh, in that uh, training vault on our website just to kind of get a feel of what am I talking about? Because it's going to give you a vision of what does it mean to actually disciple someone? What are some tools I can I can use to take someone from one place in Jesus, maybe as a baby or a child or a teen in Christ, and move them into spiritual fatherhood and motherhood and maturity in Jesus. So uh, in this course content, if you see it this way, it's actually, think of Jesus discipling. He had the 70, then he had the 12. 
then he had the three. Uh, this has given you the tools that you can actually really disciple someone and disciple people, especially these table leaders who then become disciple makers of the people at their table. So you'll learn, for example, you'll, you'll get the content you need to help train someone. So you'll learn, for example, how to become the message, not just deliver a message of emotionally healthy spirituality, which is part one, but actually be the message in your life. You're actually living it and you're giving your life away to people. And then you'll learn about becoming the message of emotionally healthy relationships. We actually, you are living uh, and nuancing the various skills that are taught in all aspects of life, and you are the message. It's, it's not just that you're using these training wheels. You actually don't even need the training wheels of the bicycle anymore. Uh, you've actually uh, grown and learned and nuanced. How do I actually love people in the name of Jesus? How do I be an incarnational presence like Jesus? And so you'll learn, for example, two very, very powerful tools. The first is from part one, the Emotionally Spirituality Courses. Because uh, in one of the sessions there, they actually do a grief and loss chart. People do a grief and loss chart of how they're, how they, uh, what were the losses they experienced at different phases of their life, say from 3 to 12 and 12 to 18, 18 to, to 30, 30 to 45, whatever, you know, six or seven, seven different uh, seasons of their life. And then how do they react to the losses that came into their lives? And then in, the, in that session, on a larger heart through grief and loss, people are exposed to you know, the biblical model of how God meets us in grief and loss. And then as they go, after they go through that session, as part of they go through that session, you'll learn how do I actually take someone's grief and loss chart and coach them or bring them the next level, use it, level, use it as a mentoring tool. And you're actually helping people apply scripture very specifically to the intricacies of their life. So maybe perhaps they come out of a family or a home where they didn't talk about loss and grief. They just kind of buried it um, and it kind of got passed over. And then how do you help someone begin to acknowledge it, process it, and move into Christ-likeness in and through it? It's extremely powerful to do a one-on-one -on -one coaching. So you, you learn to do this, for example, with your table leaders that you're training and developing. And, uh, and you'll learn how to coach people in, uh, in the relationships course. And how do you coach people in the different skills um, so they actually can apply them under stress and in conflict? Now, again, we spent 20 years developing eight skills. Why? Because you need new language to create a new culture. And it's a very, very powerful, uh, especially as, as it gets applied on all levels uh, of a ministry, everything from dual relationships and where there's uh, lines of authority, someone's a supervisor, someone's under that, someone's a volunteer, under a supervisor, etc. And then you'll learn in level two as well, how do you coach a person's genogram? If you remember a genogram, because part of the relationships course, people actually map out a three to four generational genogram of their family of origin and how it's impacted them today. It's very powerful, but it's an introduction to it. And so how do you actually take that genogram and meet with someone one-on-one? -on -one? So in the workbook and the video that's provided there in level two, uh, you'll see me uh, coaching, not just someone's grief and loss, a few people's grief and loss chart. You'll see me coaching three different people's genograms. And you'll be given actually an outline of how to do that with someone yourself. Uh, you know, how to look at different um, earthquake events, for example, different themes that emerge. Uh, what might be God's invitation to them uh, through some of these uh, themes that have emerged? And uh, what might God's future hold for them? What might be the hard work of discipleship before them? And again, it's, it's, it's doing the kind of life-on-life -life personal work that Jesus did with the 12 and the 3 
that enable them to become the kind of leaders they became. And so what they became. And so what we're seeking to do here in this uh, level one and level two, and particularly level two training, is give you some tools practically to actually begin uh, creating that disciple-making culture. And they're not just being discipled by you, but they're discipling other people. They've got some tools. And it took us 26 years, yes, to get here, um, these tools. And we're trusting you'll be able to take them now, um, share them with the people with whom you're working, and really take this course to a whole nother level and take people into a now a, a place in Jesus that they've really quite not known how to get to before. And again, I think what we're doing simply is applying scripture uh, very practical, practically for today. And so, so, you know, people ask me, you know, what are the tools? And we're giving you some very clear tools that have been proven over time. But here is the major problem that we've discovered over the years as many, many churches around the world have done or have, take, have begun doing the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course. Without training, we have discovered, it reduces EH discipleship and the content to a curriculum. Uh, it's a blessing. It's a help to people. But it's not powerfully transformative to address the immensity of the crisis in which the church finds herself in today. For every church that does the training, now again, we've only had level one up to now, for every church that gets that does a training for the EH Discipleship course from our website, at least part one, um, we probably have eight to 10 others that just buy the materials off you know, our website or Amazon or anywhere, you can, you can find materials anywhere, um, and they just buy it, the workbook and the book, and they teach it without training. And the, sadly, the part, the reality of that is it ends up stripping it of its power and breadth and depth, and it reduces it to, uh, it's kind of, I called it's Americanized it and uh, stripped it. So it's been reduced from something radical to something enjoyable, uh, but not radical. So our books and the materials are everywhere in terms of their their best-selling products, but that's not our desire. Our desire is the transformation of the church in our day, and that requires training. In fact, the radical nature that we're inviting you to and the church to is similar to the invitation of the desert fathers and mothers from the third to the sixth centuries. Their world, much like ours, was in the midst of a radical change, especially when as social conditions were changing, changing Constantine had become the emperor uh, of, the, of the empire, and he brought a lot of prosperity and comfort to the church. And so there was, there was a lot of lukewarmness and laxity in the church. And so men and women began to flee to the desert to get cleansed of the idols in their own heart and the idols that were in the church. It really was a protest movement, critiquing the the lax, laxness that characterized so much of the church in the Roman Empire in the 4th and 5th centuries. In the same way, uh, I want to invite you to a kind of desert father-mother call uh, to Jesus, most importantly, and to get trained uh, in some new avenues or new pathways of, of, uh, of uh, leading and discipling other people. Uh, but getting trained is no small task. It takes time. And I hear common, we hear, you know, common objections and resistances from people about getting trained. And here's some of the things, here's the most common objections uh, that I hear. Uh, I've already been trained uh, in seminary or Bible school or through other courses and, and my church. 
And in fact, I've been teaching for years. Others say, you know, I've read Yeats, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality or Emotionally Discipleship, Emotionally Leader. I love those books. They've changed my life. I can lead this um, without taking all that time to get trained. Oh, Pete, how hard can it be? Just play the videos, get the workbooks. The work's already been done. Just plug and play. Or, you know what? I'm going to preach or I've preached a sermon series on Emotionally Healthy Spirituality or Emotionally Discipleship. And I've reached lots of people and they've all loved it. In fact, I encourage small groups to pick it up and do it. Others have said, ah, you know, I just, we just do, I do a book study and we have a discussion on, on the book. There's no training really needed for that. It's very stimulating. People love it. Or, you know what? I'm just too busy to do a training. Uh, or I didn't even know there was a training. <laughs> well, we hope to remedy that uh, from this point forward. Now, this is so important. Again, we've called this podcast, Why Our Church Crisis Demands a New Kind of Training. Again, training is, according to Paul in the New Testament, it's the norm in the Christian life. I'm constantly getting trained. And so uh, we're laying this before you. I'm laying this before you as one very specific, powerfully proven way of training. It's not all of training, but a great one um, to kickstart and launch um, a deeply transformative discipleship and leadership development in your church. My concern as I talk with leaders, it was actually articulated by um, Theodore Fermi, who was a fourth century desert father. He said this, many take their rest before God gives it to them. Many take their rest before God gives it to them. In other words, uh, they're not learning anymore. I've been, uh, we rest, we'll rest when we see him face to face, all right? When we get, we get to our eternal Sabbath rest. But here, here's a few, let me respond to a few of these objections and try to bring this uh, podcast to a close here. When you do uh, this without training, emotionally and other discipleship, you miss the richness of the weight and depth of powerful biblical truths that we're trying to expose people to. Remember, EH Discipleship is introducing huge biblical themes like how God enlarges our soul through grief and loss how limits are a gift from God, how we have to go back to go forward of how our family of origin has impacted us. Uh, it's, it's taking some of the gifts and the riches of 2,000 years of discipleship in the church. It trains people on how do you do relationships differently in the new family of Jesus. For example, how do I do a clean fight versus a dirty fight? How do I clarify expectations? So, so again, if we're going to get to the richness and breadth and depth of some of this, this biblical material, uh, we've got to get trained on how do we actually get it ourselves and then deliver it to people in a palatable way. Then doing it without training, yes, it'll get you started, but it will not deeply transform people's lives. Uh, Benjamin Bloom, the great educational psychologist, along with a team of thinkers, developed this brilliant taxonomy of how people learn uh, in different domains. It's been adapted and revised many times over the last 65 years, and it's used by educational systems around the world. But he, he distinguished bloom, five levels of knowing or getting uh, a value. We tend to think in one of two ways. Either I know this or I don't know it. Um, either I value caring for the poor or I don't value caring for the poor. And what we miss, and Benjamin Boom pointed out, uh, is that it takes a long time and many small incremental steps to actually get uh, and learn something, a new value, a new truth. It requires moving through five distinct levels. And I'm going to illustrate this with uh, my journey of learning how to slow down to be to be with Jesus, slowing down my life to be with Him. Uh, first, the first um, phase, according to Benjamin Bloom, is I, I, I become aware of it. Oh, okay, and I did become aware of it. Slowing down is an interesting idea. I thought about this in a serious way. 
uh, and when I was experiencing pain in my personal life and leadership. And then I pondered it, the second phase of Benjamin Bloom. Uh, I wanted to learn more about slowing down. I began to read books. I began to listen to messages on slowing down. I preached about it in sermons, but I really hadn't slowed down very much yet. The third uh, step of learning something is you actually value it. And uh, I really believe this is so important. Everyone should slow down. That's when I, I dabbled in a few new behaviors like playing around with Sabbath and solitude and one-day retreats, but I didn't fundamentally change. But the fourth is the big jump uh, in learning something for Benjamin Bloom's taxonomy. And that is, I actually prioritized my whole life around this new learning. And that's when I shifted my entire life around slowing down to be with Jesus. I took a sabbatical. I reprioritized my time, energy, and schedule. Uh, I, I just I just reshifted everything in my life, weekly, monthly, yearly. And then is when you really learn something, the fifth highest level of learning something is you actually own it. All your decisions and actions are based on this new value. And that took me years where that slowing down to be with Jesus informed every challenge I was facing as a pastor and as a leader. And yeah, I, I fall down at times occasionally, but it's so in, my, in me that my entire body feels it when I'm going too fast or trying to do too much. Uh, this slowing down with Jesus is now so in me, but it took time. And, for, and the big learning gap is not just uh, is moving between three and four value and prioritize it's shifting where i actually make a change in my lifestyle around that new learning it's getting beyond the head into actually uh your lifestyle so again doing this course without training it gets people started but it doesn't deeply transform because it's a slow long process but then doing it without training will get you a limited amount of fruit as well um, you know, you hear often from me on this podcast, who you are is more important than what you do. You cannot give what you do not possess. You can only give what you do possess. And the state you are in is the state you give to other people. In other words, the deeper this material is in you and the table leaders, the deeper it's going to be in the people in the course. Uh, you can't you can't give away what you don't have. Uh, that's why if, you're, if your axe, as it says in Ecclesiastes 10.10, if the axe is dull and it's edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. In other words, if you are, if your edge of your spirituality is sharp and those who are table leaders or breakout room leaders are sharp, and then change is going to happen in people because there's real fruit coming out of the deep fruit in your own life. It actually gets easier to do leadership and serve people. And then finally, doing this without training, uh, it keeps it as a curriculum. It's just a curriculum. It's not a culture shaping course. This is a course, not a small group curriculum. There's homework. It takes two hours at least. There's people prepare in advance. They're reading. They're practicing silence and stillness uh, five days a week along with devotionals. It's a serious course um, with trained people leading as a point leader, as table leaders. People have to sign up so they understand what they're getting into. In fact, when we first developed this, I remember the, the publisher, Zondervan, saying to us, it's unheard of that people, one, are going to do eight, two eight-week courses, and it's unheard of people are going to actually purchase some materials and actually prepare uh, in advance and, um, you know, have to sign up. Uh, people, what, what, what sells is four-week curriculums that last about 50 to 60 minutes, uh, and they're four to six weeks. That's it. It's light. It's done in small groups. But no, this is about training, discipling um, people, beginning with the table leaders. So they're not just facilitators, they're actually disciple makers. That's the vision. 
uh, it's the it's it's following the way of Jesus. We're we're doing the slow, messy work of training the few, discipling the few. That's the breakthrough of that level two training. I'm inviting you to look into is because we're going to give you some tools. Once you do level one and, and you launch the course, get familiar with all the components, do a pilot, you'll be able to take it the next level of doing genograms with people, their grief and loss charts. It, it's, you know, sermons are good. I love preaching, um, but it's like, you know, as has been properly said, you know, thinking that your sermon is discipling people is like going into the nursery with the babies and spraying milk and thinking they've all been fed. Sermons are important. They create a good context, but we've got to get into the messy work of into people's lives and the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course, part one and two, is meant to get you into that messy work. And this training is meant to really get you into this messy work with people. It's not fast. It's not quick. It's not easy. But it's powerful and it's effective. Uh, and it's a mustard seed. It's slow. It doesn't look like much initially. It doesn't need a lot of people. But over time, that mustard seed will grow and explode. Listen, it's like, uh, let me close this final images here. Emotionally Discipleship is like a new operating system of a computer. Uh, it's like moving from Mac to Windows or Windows to Mac. There's a lot to learn in that new operating system. It's like going to climb a very high mountain in the Rockies or the Himalayas. It's uncharted territory. You don't want to rush to go climb that mountain. Uh, you've got to learn to set up a base camp and get the right gear and how to set up tents and learn how to use the gear and learn some key stills and how do you make skills, like how do you make a fire in the rain. You want to talk with some guides who've been there. If not, you'll go a fourth of the way up or halfway up and you'll return back down. Thus, training. Again, like Paul said to Timothy, train yourself. He commanded them, train yourself uh, to be godly. That's what it means uh, to be a follower of Jesus. We're always learning to the day we take our last breath and go see him face to face. And we want to do, as Paul said, be diligent in those matters. Give yourself wholly to them. So let me invite you again to emotionallyhealthy.org slash training uh, and look at level one and level two. Uh, in our training vault on how to get trained yourself for this uh, new day uh, and taking at least the content of the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course and actually driving it into people's lives, creating an environment where they can be profoundly changed by Jesus. If we want a new result, which is a transformational church culture, it requires a unique pathway of discipleship, and that requires, and hopefully that's what EH discipleship is, and then a unique level of training. So check it out what we've laid out there. I trust you'll enjoy it. Um, look around, get a vision, get started, and I'm sure you will be glad you did. Blessings to you. Have a wonderful day, and may the good Lord's hand rest upon you. Blessings. Blessings.